Welcome to Working for Women, the independent women's forum podcast, where we are changing the conversation about women and public policy for the better. Hello, I'm Hadley Heath Manning, Director of Health Policy at the Independent Women's Forum. Today, I'm here with Representative Kathy McMorris-Rogers, Chair of the House Republican Conference in the U.S. House of Representatives. Today, we're going to be discussing the plan to repeal and replace the Affordable Care Act, or Obamacare, and specifically what this means for people with pre-existing conditions. Thank you so much for the work you're doing in Congress, Chair, and also uh, for being our guest today. Great. Great to be with you, Hadley. Thank you. Sure. So uh, first of all, can you just tell our listeners a little bit about the legislation that the House passed recently, the American Health Care Act? Sure. So the American Health Care Act, this is legislation that the House recently passed. It is keeping our promise to the American people to repeal and replace Obamacare with a health care system that's going to put people, not the federal government, in control of their health care decisions. We had marathon markups. We listened to feedback from doctors, patients, advocates. We had some tough conversations with our own colleagues, but we came together to ensure that this bill is going to result in a better health care for everybody in this country. And that's been our goal. So one very important part of the health policy debate these days seems to be the issue of pre-existing conditions. And uh, since you're a mom, you have three kids, uh, one of whom has Down syndrome. You wrote about this recently in the Washington Post. I know that this is important to you, um, not just as a policy issue, but on a personal level as well. So can you explain uh, how people with pre-existing conditions would be treated if, if the Affordable Care Act or Obamacare were to be repealed and replaced with something like the American Health Care Act? Yes. Well, just let me say that I am I'm very disappointed by the amount of false information that's being pushed by the left, especially as it relates to those with pre-existing conditions. Uh, they are scaring a lot of people, and I hear that fear uh, pretty regularly. This, and I want people to know that the American Health Care Act guarantees coverage to everyone with a pre-existing conditions. This has been a priority of mine. And under our plan, insurance companies are prohibited from denying coverage on the basis of a pre-existing condition. They're banned from rescinding coverage based on a pre-existing condition. And they're prevented from raising premiums on individuals with pre-existing conditions who maintain continuous coverage. I believe that this is a very important provision. And, And we have, as Republicans, remained united on this goal. And in all the years that we've talked about repealing the Affordable Care Act, Obamacare, we have, we have consistently said we would not repeal the provisions related to protecting those with pre-existing conditions. Great. And, and I know pre-existing condition is just a term that gets thrown around a lot, but it really just means a condition that existed before someone sought insurance coverage or if they had to change plans. And we understand people have to change plans for a variety of reasons. But even in those cases, it sounds like the American Health Care Act has protections for people. So one thing I want to ask you about in particular, because this has come uh, up a lot in, in the discussions in the media and the public so forth, the American Health Care Act included the option for states to seek waivers from some of the federal rules about health insurance. And some people have have said that these waivers would allow states to waive protections for people with pre-existing conditions. So can you explain how these waivers would actually work? Sure. Uh, Yes. So this was an amendment that was passed. It's uh, known as the MacArthur Amendment that was included in the final negotiations. And it does allow states to seek a waiver. 
States right now can seek Medicaid waivers, for example, that allow them more flexibility as they're setting up their Medicaid programs and have proven to be important in giving the states the flexibility to best utilize dollars so that they're spent most effectively to get the best outcomes possible for for people that are on Medicaid. Uh, So, yes, it includes a provision that would allow states to seek a waiver. I would emphasize that even in this waiver option, no state is able to seek a waiver for the guaranteed issue of coverage, the guaranteed renewability of that coverage, or the prohibition on denying coverage due to a pre-existing condition. In addition to that, we, um, I joined Fred Optin and some other members of Congress in co-sponsoring an amendment that dedicates $8 billion to reduce premiums or other out-of-pocket expenses for patients in the individual market with pre-existing conditions. So if a, if a state seeks a waiver and goes into this territory of um, having more flexibility, we wanted to make sure that those individuals that perhaps um, are, you know, because of life changes, changing from state to state or job to job, would still get protections. And that $8 billion ensures that an individual in those circumstances would uh, not have their premiums raised beyond a certain level. And they would also um, be put there. The state would have to have an invisible high risk pool. And that, and this money would, would sure up that pool to protect people uh, from high premiums. So the states that participate in the waivers, they, they're required to participate in some kind of risk sharing or a protection fund for people who have pre-existing conditions and can't find coverage elsewhere. That should be reassuring to people, I would hope. But it, you're yes, right about uh, very yes. You're right about some Sorry. of the bad the bad information that's been out there. And and one of the most scary claims that I've heard uh, has been about women and pre-existing conditions. And some have, have gone so far as to say to claim that survivors of rape and domestic abuse could be treated as though they have pre-existing conditions, meaning they could be charged more or denied coverage. So can you tell us a little bit about this claim and um, maybe offer us some reassurance that this isn't true? I hope it's not true. It's just completely false. It is completely false. And I, I'm, I'm again, just so uh, concerned. I'm heartbroken, actually, when I hear the kind of false information that is causing people to really be fearful about the impact of this law. This is false. Uh, I would never agree to that as many of my colleagues would never agree to that. And I think the claim got four Pinocchios from the Washington Post fact checker. So that, that's, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. hopefully hopefully that'll reassure some people as well. And, and you're right. These are such important issues and we have uh, lawmakers working very hard to find solutions. Real serious, important debates to be had, but we're not served by all the, the fear mongering. So I want to, in, in closing, um, Chair, if you could offer some of our listeners some websites or resources or places that people can go if they want to learn more and get additional trustworthy information about this legislation? Well, I would encourage listeners to go to the website passthebill.gop. And this is a website that not only can you go and download the bill for yourself and read it, it's uh, 124 pages plus the final amendment. So it's Everyone can go and read the bill for themselves, unlike Obamacare, that was over 2,000 pages. It also, at this website, includes a lot of the frequently asked questions that gives you more details on these answers, 
and a myth and fact sheet that dispels some of the, the wrong information that has been circulating about what is actually in this legislation and the impact that it's going to have. My goal in all of this is to ensure that we have a better healthcare future for everyone in this country. And I believe when you look at Obamacare, you continue to see where it is failing. We get more news. Now Anthem is pulling out uh, and just examples after example where the promises of Obamacare are not being fulfilled. We have people with increasing premiums, increasing co-pays, increasing deductibles, and, and we need, we need health care reform. We need a better health care future. And that is the beginning. The beginning stage takes place with the American Health Care Act. Well, thank you so much uh, for the work that you're doing in Congress and for being our guest today. Uh, for our listeners, our guest today has been Representative Kathy McMorris-Rogers. She represents the 5th District of Washington State, and she's the chair of the House Republican Conference in the U.S. House of Representatives. Uh, for more information about health policy, I encourage you to visit our website at the Independent Women's Forum. That's iwf.org. Thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, please give it a thumbs up, share it on social media, or stop by iwf.org for similar content.